Hello, my name's Richard Hayward and welcome to our podcast where we look at the Psalms in the Bible. Today we're looking at Psalm 23 and especially verse 3 where it says, He leads me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. And that how that applies when we are in a season of waiting, waiting for God to reveal what he wants us to do. Our prayer, as always with these sessions, is that they will give you a moment to stop, to pause, and to be more aware of God's presence in your life. Joe will be reading two passages, Psalm 23 and then John chapter 14, verses 1 to 14, and then I will be sharing some reflections after. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. John chapter 14, verses 1 to 14. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least, believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it.
I'm recording this from the grounds of one of the Oxford University parks and ahead of me is the Charwell, the River Charwell and beside me are meadows or large areas of green where on a sunny day like today people are relaxing and resting. Ahead of me in the Charwell people are doing some dubious punting and uh, but it's a day of rest and enjoying the sunshine and and the spring and just enjoying being out in God's creation. Psalm 23, it's easy to fall into a trap, isn't it? We know this psalm well. We've all heard it or read it many times. Often it's used in hospitals or when someone is nearing the end of their life on this earth. And hearing Joe reading Psalm 23 a few moments ago may have taken you back to one of those, uh, one of those times. Two years ago at Easter, almost exactly two years ago, Joe and I both felt God calling us into full-time ministry. We were excited uh, for the future that God had for us. We were hoping that the call would be put into action immediately, that God would show us where we would be going or what we would be doing or the training that we needed. I am a dreamer. As anyone of you that knows me, you will know that I am a dreamer. I love ideas, I love developing ideas. I find it very easy to run with an idea, to flesh it out, to develop it, to progress it. Imagine what life would be like within that idea five years down the line from, from where I am now. And I'm, I'm able to do that pretty much before I breathe my next breath. So when we both felt God call us to ministry, I was away with the idea, dreaming up all sorts of things, imagining where we would be. Fast forward two years to now. In those two years, we have moved twice. I have been on two mission trips, one to France and one to Burkina Faso. As a family, we've been on a mission trip to Romania. And we've had the most peculiar year with the social effects of COVID. And still we wait for God to show us where he wants us. And yet these two years have been massively important. They've not been two years of nothing. You know those times when you sit in the waiting lounge by the gate to board your uh, plane for a holiday or a, or a business trip? You don't want to unpack your bag and get something out to start concentrating on it in case they call the flight early. So instead, or maybe it's just me, I check to make sure that I've got my tickets and my passport and that the things that I need in the right places in my bag. And then I sit there for a minute longer and then I need to recheck just in case I took my passport out and I dropped it or my ticket and, and so I have to recheck. Joe generally does a running commentary as to who is going close to the plane, as in the, the technical people fueling it up and loading up the bags and so forth. 
and whether or not the flight, the plane is actually airworthy. Her stress levels go up massively if anyone walks towards the plane with anything such like a spanner or a, or a tool to fix something. Are you in a similar position? God has given you an idea, a calling, an idea, but it's just like that idea maybe has gone cold. Maybe you're sitting in the waiting room, in the waiting lounge, waiting for this flight, this adventure to start. If you're like me, it's very easy to turn the idea into the main focus rather than focusing on God and of course anything that becomes more of a focus for us than God is an idol really isn't it as I've been listening and rereading this psalm over this last week and praying God what do you want me to say what do you want to teach me? What do you want me to hear from within this psalm? Something powerful has come out of it. Sure, this psalm can be used very effectively when someone is in hospital, when someone is walking through the valley, when someone is nearing the end of their life. But it can also be used at the beginning of a journey or the beginning of a season or when we are sitting in that waiting lounge waiting for the adventure the flight whatever you want to call it to begin the first verse says the Lord is my shepherd my shepherd it doesn't say that the Lord is the shepherd this is not a general observation this is not amassing a piece of knowledge the Queen is the Queen of the United Kingdom this is God you are my shepherd David is writing this very personally this is a personal declaration a shepherd is a leader is a guide is a protector is a saviour David is declaring all these things about God in a personal way. God is my leader, he is my guide, he is my protector, he is my saviour. Verse 4 talks about how God is walking with me as a companion, even through the hardest days, even through the toughest times. But here's the verse that I want to focus on for just a few moments now. And that's verse 3. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. I think up until maybe the middle of this week, I have read that verse as, He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. I've focused on the first part. He guides me along right paths. In the second passage that Joe read a moment ago in John chapter 14 verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth 
and the life. All three of these are not destinations, are they? They are characteristics, they are attitudes, they are methods in how we walk this journey of life. The way, the path that we walk, the path that we are to walk, the truth, what we say and believe along the path the life, the way in which we walk along the path. Why are these important? And it's that bit at the end of verse 3, or the second phrase in Psalm 23, because they bring honour to God's name. When we walk the path that God has for us, when we speak his truth, when we live the life that God has for us, we honour him. And that is what life is all about, isn't it? Living a life that honours God. Whether we are resting or playing in the green meadows as people are around here, whether we are walking within beautiful countryside, or whether we are up against it, struggling just to take a step forward, in a crushing valley. We live to honour God. Why? Because it's in our day-to-day -day life, it's in the normal things that we do that we honour God. It's in the normal things that we do that we honour God. We demonstrate his truth, his life, his way in how we live, in how we are at the supermarket, when we're on holiday, at work, resting, or even facing crushing devastation. If you are in a place in your life where you feel like you are in the waiting area, in that waiting lounge, waiting for life to start, maybe God needs you to spend some time there. I believe very strongly that that is what God has been doing with Joe and me. Keeping us in a place where he helps us recognise who we are walking with. The way, the truth and the life. Jesus. And that needs to be central to us, at our very core. Something that applies to every day in every moment, because that is what honours him. God will reveal to us in his time where he wants us to go, but for the time being, God is helping us to concentrate on who we are going with. I paused there for a second because there was a good gust of wind that came through and I hopefully it's not too windy. Psalm 119, which we will get to in 104 weeks time, or two years from now. No, 94 weeks time. 94? I don't know, you can correct me. You can write a comment as to how many, but it's, it's, it's almost two years time, says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
That wasn't just a poetic way of saying the same thing twice, as, as is often done in poetry. It was two very different lights. The lamp to my feet is like a candle. It reveals only what is next to me. It only reveals who is standing next to me. The light to my path, on the other hand, is like the sunlight, shining the, the, all the way to the horizon, revealing what is ahead. The crucial thing is the order. We need to know who we are walking with before we can move forward and go where we need to go. If you, like us, are waiting for God to reveal his plan for you, then I am confident that it's not because he is busy. He's not like some air traffic controller who is having to give instructions to another plane, another aircraft, before he can concentrate on you. It's because in the moment, in the place, in the season where you are in, God wants you to learn and absorb something before you are re ready to move on. More than likely, it is that you need to recognize who you are walking with, Jesus, and make that the priority, the complete focus in your life. Maybe you haven't started this journey with Jesus yet. And I invite you now to start it. Or maybe you've lost your way a little bit and need to reset. But in either of those, whether you are in a period of waiting or whether you have never started your journey with Jesus or lost your way a little bit with Jesus, then I invite you to stop now and to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I want you to be the way, the truth, and the life in me. I need you, Jesus, to be the way, the truth, and the life in me. I believe in you, Jesus. I am sorry for not walking with you. I am sorry for the wrong I have done. Please forgive me. I believe that you died as a sacrifice for what I have done wrong, because you love me. I believe you rose again and conquered death, because you love me. I believe that you are Lord of me. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast, to these Bible passages and to the reflections on those Bible passages. My prayer, as I said at the beginning, is that this would be a time where you can stop and listen to God. You may ask, well, how do I hear from God? How does God speak to me? Well, he speaks to us individually. And if he is speaking to you now, 
you will know it. I plead with you, I urge you, I, I encourage you to listen to his voice, to be open to hearing his voice. If anything that has been said today you want to talk about further, then please do get in touch. You can go onto my Facebook page, Richard Hayward Music, or please send me an email at hello at richardhaywardmusic.com and Hayward is spelled H-E-Y-W-O-O-D. It's often uh, misspelled. <laughs> God bless you as you carry on through your day and I look forward to sharing more with you in the times ahead. Thank you.